What's up, friends? Welcome to this episode of Beyond the Cover podcast with me, your host, Becky Kahn. We are actually recording in the car studio again today. You're welcome. I know. Don't get too excited. But we do have a special guest. Although she's not in the car with me, she is in her car in Florida. Thank you, technology. <laughs> Today, you guys, we have Anna Hornsby. Woo! <laughs> the crowd goes wild. <laughs> I don't have my stupid button. <laughs> How are you, Anna? I'm good. I'm so excited to be on this podcast today with you, and it's going to be a great time. <laughs> it really, really is. Um, so just a little bit of a backstory. I know Anna through our mutual friend, Jessica Brannon. Shout out, Jessica. <laughs> um, we met because I guess the first the first time I met you, did I meet you here? And then I met you again in Alabama, or was it vice versa? No, I think it was vice versa. I think we met because we went to Taco Mama in Birmingham first. Okay. Okay. Yes. 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 And then you came <laughs> here and I saw you when you were here. So I feel like we're family now. So yes. <laughs> um, so tell the listeners a little bit about you and, um, and then we'll kind of jump into why we felt it was even worth recording together. Cause you've got some, you got some serious little nuggets to share. So I'm super <laughs> excited for our listeners, but tell us a little bit about you and, um, who you are, where you are, what sets you apart, all that good stuff. Yeah, so my name's Anna. Um, I'm 24 years old. I'm turning twi- 25 this year, which I know that's not as scary, but it is kind of scary. <laughs> and <laughs> um, Anyways, yeah, I'm a graphic designer. I'm living in Orlando, Florida. I'm about a mile from the Magic Kingdom, which is pretty awesome. So I guess that kind of sets me apart, right? I mean, and, for sure. Um... <laughs> but hold up, hold up, hold up. Let's spend just a second on that because... You have, like, you're close enough that if they were doing the fireworks, you would get a fireworks show every single day. Yes, I can see them from my house. <laughs> That's ridiculous, so okay? I hope you count your blessings in that, all right? Every day. <laughs> I have magic at the end of every day, you know, so Aww. it's worth it. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. But yeah, so I'm currently living in Orlando. Um, I am serving faithfully at a local church here. I'm loving every second of it. And um, I work for a company that's actually based out of Birmingham, Alabama, that is an app. And so um, I do all of their creative stuff, social media, um, design, pretty much anything they need. I'm, I'm on deck to do it creatively. So yeah, I work from home. I have a puppy. It's fun times. <laughs> I have a puppy. Well, you make it sound like your whole life has just been um, butterfly kisses and puppies and rainbows. And yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. You know, you live next to Disney and everything is magical. So um, I know a little, I know a little bit of your story. I know you're going to share some um, here, but I, I was intrigued by how you ended up at Highlands College because um, that's where you and Jess met, which that's obviously our mutual friend. Um, and whenever we, you and I first met, you shared a little bit of that story. Are you willing to kind of dive into a little bit of that before yeah. we get started? Okay. Absolutely. No, that is the only reason I'm doing the things I'm doing and where I am today is because of my testimony. So I'm always open to share about it, but um, yeah, so I grew up in Celebration Sunny Florida, right next to Disney World, had very idyllic childhood. I mean, I guess everyone's, everyone's childhood has their downfalls, and but I had 
I was very blessed. I had a wonderfully blessed childhood. I had amazing parents. Um, was kind of mm. like a nerd, goody two shoes dancer in high school. <laughs> um, really didn't ever do anything like bad. Like, thank you. Like, you're welcome, parents. You know. So, <laughs> um, little did they know it was coming for them. So, um, yeah. But I went to um, a school in Birmingham, Alabama, for college. And ever since I had been a kid, my daddy's a doctor and like I had always wanted to be in the medical field. I um, it was like just like a dream. Like I was like, oh, my gosh, like I want to be pre-med. And so I go to college into pre-med sports medicine, um, science nerd, you know, love all my biology classes, ace just about most of my freshman year. Um, Things were pretty good being independent. And yeah, I just didn't realize that I had a lot of hurt from the past that I had never really registered. Um, Mm -hmm. So when I was like a really small child, it was like five. My brother who was two was diagnosed with retinoblastoma, which is cancer. And he ended up losing his eye. Mm -hmm. And then when I was eight, my dad was diagnosed with um, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And so while they're both perfectly healthy now and my family, my parents at the time handled it beautifully like praise God. you know my house like we always it just like wasn't going to hold us back you know like it, it was never going to hold us back yeah and as I gained independence and got out and was you know getting in with the wrong crowd and doing college things um <laughs> depression just kind of started to creep up inside of me and anxiety and I realized that I had a lot of hurt from those years of my life and then um it just was like affecting me more than I would have liked it to and I'd really didn't even know at the time what was affecting me. I just knew like I was really depressed. I hated my life. I hated school. I was failing school. I'd always been a straight A student. Um, I was doing things I shouldn't have been doing. I was having things done to me that shouldn't have been happening. Like it just all around was like a really bad time. What do you think? What do you think like switched or flipped in you? Was it just this, this newfound freedom? And so then you were kind of on your own to process things. Yeah. And in retrospect, looking back on it, I think that I just had never really had to deal with hard things. Like I had dealt with hard things, um, but like I never dealt with them on my own, you know, and I'd always, I had always had a support system at home, but even my support system at home, like we just, it's not like we didn't talk about bad things. Like things were just good, you know, like we were blessed, like, yeah, like everything was good at home. Yeah. Like, I think as soon as I um, was putting things in my body that I shouldn't have been putting in my body that obviously would influence and trigger certain emotions like that, like partnered with not knowing how to deal with things correctly, really mess with my head. Um, So it, it basically put me into this like spiral and I was um, self-harming. I was, like, yeah. not doing so great. I would like, seen a couple doctors. I had started some medications for my anxiety because I was just, like, I was, my anxiety, I was, like, itching all over. Like, I was, like, wow. miserable. Um, I had, like, stopped going to class. And, um, yeah, I pretty much reached a point where I was just, like, I cannot do this anymore. Like, my parents don't know the half of it. Like, I'm lying to everyone around me. And, like, I just, like, don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> and oh. so one thing led to another, and I um, ended up trying to take my own life. And um, at the time, obviously, that is not a fun place to be. Um, and now I'm a huge advocate for making sure people know, like, it's okay if you're there. Um, like, not to give up. And so, but for me, I knew what I had to do, and I um, took steps to get help and to get 
um, treatment and therapy and like get on medication because medication is wonderful. (laughs) Yeah. And like, absolutely. Like I, for a long time, pushed back on medicine thinking, you know, like, oh, I'm a Christian. I don't need medication. But I realized God gave someone the brains to create that medication. And that medication makes my life tolerable. So, um, yeah, so I ended up for about a year of my life, like in therapy and just like really trying to piece together what I did. Like I had put my parents through hell. Like I just, it was a tough time all around. But through all of that, (laughs) I was faced with the issue of, am I going to go back to school and pursue being a doctor, Mm -hmm. um, which was my like lifelong dream? Or was I like, what was I going to do next? You know, like, it's not exactly. How old were you whenever you attempted to take your life? Like what, what, tell me what time frame you were at there. I was 20. So it was um, spring of 2017. Okay. So, yeah, actually the, oh gosh, I guess it's been four years. The four-year anniversary is coming up, like, next week, which is, like, wow. really crazy um, to Praise even think God, that. though, that we're sitting here recording this four years I later. know. Praise I was God. thinking about that this morning, like, what a, just how far I've come, and I'm just, like, thankful to God every day, and I'm, like, proud of myself, which for a long time I didn't feel capable of saying. Um, so being able to now yeah. say that I'm proud of myself is, like, huge step. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, but through all of that, I ended up, um, not really knowing where I was going, what I was going to do. And I actually ended up, um, to be honest, it's kind of weird. Cause I couldn't really tell you how I ended up at Highlands college other than like, I was like, Oh, this is a college at a church. <laughs> my parents yeah. will love this. You know, like <laughs> I'll just go, I was like, I'll just get through the first semester, get back on my feet and then like oh. figure it out from there. And I'll little did you in. know. Yeah. Little <laughs> did I know I'm sitting in orientation and they're like, when you got your call to ministry. And I was like, ministry. I was like, what is that? <laughs> I was like, is this a ministry school? Like, what the heck? And um, yeah, God works in mysterious ways. And the first semester was me just like trying to deny the whole time that this was like not where I was called to be. You know, I was just fighting it so hard. And I had this so like, funny. Yeah, it was it was comical at the time. I did not think it was funny, but my parents were off my back, and I was like able to live by myself again. So I was like, okay, <laughs> right, right, um, yeah. I think it's funny though because I mean, funny, not funny, right? Because some yeah. people like stress out and work like so hard because they know like, okay, I'm called to ministry, and this is what I'm supposed to do. So like, I'm gonna like check out all these ministry schools, and I'm not discounting that at all, right? Right. Um, And so a lot of them find themselves sitting in an orientation for a Highlands college or something similar. And then here you are like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) what am I doing here? What's happening? (laughs) I mean, I still thought I could get like a science degree from Highlands college. That's how literally clueless I was. Like I was, look, I was, I was gasping for air. So (laughs) And like the Lord knew, the Lord just knew, you know, because yes, <laughs> yes. I was not in any mood to listen to anybody, especially God. So, um, oh my gosh. but yeah, I, after like, I kind of like white knuckled it through the first semester of, um, just like not thinking that I would like the whole time I just kept thinking like, this is like, I'm in the wrong place. Like all these people, feel called to ministry they like know what they want to do like they have passion and like I'm just here and I feel like a cheat kind of like I feel like I just didn't really know like what I was getting myself into and like I felt wrong for that like I had a lot of shame around it 
um because I felt like I still had to be ashamed of like the year prior like a lot of people didn't know like that I was like fresh out of like therapy you know yes yes um but through that first semester I um if you're not familiar with Highlands College Highlands College has practicums they're like majors basically yeah each practicum is like a um like a different kind of ministry so there's like pastoral ministry student ministry um like creative ministry, which is where I found myself, kids ministry. Um, Yeah. So I ended up in creative ministry and towards the end of that first semester, I had like really fallen in love with creativity and what creativity around the church looks like. And I realized that me wanting to be a doctor, like the passion behind that was like doctors heal people and like Mm. they may physically heal people. And like, that's what I'd always wanted. But I realized like through that, first semester in that summer that my desire my passion was to see people healed and while that not may not be physically I can heal people spiritually you know and I can heal people emotionally and I can be there to spread the gospel um and that's the same I mean that's the same seed right you know yeah (laughs) like it's still people getting healed it may not be a broken leg but it may be trauma or it may be um you know that's childhood. so interesting like you know I mean you say that you said that with such authority right like I can heal you know, spiritually emotionally whatever and obviously you're saying like the the Lord through you but it's such a such a boldness right to even make that correlation of like the physical and the spiritual or emotional mental whatever you know just all all the different facets of us yeah. Um, as, as a being, you know, but I love that you, you made that correlation and you held that with authority. Like that's so, that's powerful. Just, yeah. that, you know, just that little, that little bitty nugget. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, it took a lot of soul searching and just like mm-hmm. fully trusting in God that this was like where I was called to be, you know, but yeah. I knew, like, I knew that I knew that I knew that I knew that, like God had me exactly where I was supposed to be at the right time that everything I had been through and put myself through was all to get me to where I am now. And like, yes, there are still days, like I'm still a science nerd. Like I love science and there's still days that I'm like, Oh, like, you know, did I miss something or did, you know, but I like have such a sureness in my heart that like, this is what I'm called to be doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. That I don't even think twice about those thoughts, you know? So, Oh, that's so good (laughs) yeah (laughs) um tell me like um when you made this connection right and so you're like okay I am totally all in on this and you uh, you're a creative genius that's what I call you like (laughs) well that's nice (laughs) I mean so fun fact right you are actually the one that created the logo for the podcast Yes, that's um, me. <laughs> that's you. That's your work, which I am absolutely <laughs> like in admiration of. Um, and so it's it's beautiful that that is even um, that that the Lord made that connection for you, and He allowed you in that space, right, to um, be the create and be the creative genius that you are now. Um, even even in that moment, even in like, okay, you're coming right on the other side of. of darkness I mean you literally were just just getting to see some light you know and even even right there in that moment he's he's using you already and you're declaring this authority that you have in your life and he's using you already for for the creative side of ministry um and so like 
flip us and fast forward us into, um, which I hate that we're like in on any kind of time crunch here. Cause <laughs> you know, I know there's so much to the story, but I, I'm so encouraged and excited really to, um, have you share about what, why you're so passionate about creativity in ministry and why it's important um, you know, what you have experienced in the time that you've been working, like, you know, even from the, from the time that you were just kind of learning in school to actually putting things into, to practice, um, and what it means for the ministry. Like, and I know I'm asking a lot, but like, I want you to wrap all of that up, <laughs> in a, I, wrap all of that up in a pretty bow for us, like seriously, because you have so much to offer. Yeah. I um, am really passionate about this. I'm fired up. (laughs) Yeah. Creative ministry is um, something that I have just like fallen in love with. Um, And personally, I feel like it's something that the church is sleeping on sometimes um, Mm -hmm. because it's like new and it's fresh and like, you know, like social media has such a, um, it's such a blessing and a curse. Like I have a very much a love hate relationship with social media. Yeah. Um, so at my training at Highlands college, I, like I said, was in the creative practicum. So, um, I mastered graphic design and like video and stuff like that. And kind of getting to learn from Highlands what, like they just do creativity so well. And so like, I thought it's such an opportunity to like learn from them, like how to create such um, a wonder, like the wonderful environment that they do, like the environment, the, um, inviting environment, the safe environment that like they have created. And it really just inspired me to think like how, like, I did not grow up in a church like that. And I'm like, I would have loved it if I would have, you know, like I would have, um, I mean, I grew up a Christian and in church, but like, it just really, really fascinated me a lot. Um, and I just saw so much opportunity around it that I thought we were missing, And um, one of, like, the biggest things, like, the first thought, obviously, when it, um, creativity and the church comes to mind is social media. Like, that's such a, that's such a huge part of our everyday lives, even not in the church, you know? Like, we're waking up, we're scrolling on Facebook, we're on Instagram, TikTok. Hello, TikTok has ruined my life. Like, you know, like, we just, we thrive on social media, like, nowadays. Yeah. And so, like if I were to tell you the name of someone or like a business or something, most likely like the first thing you would do is go to Instagram and type them in or Facebook or like whatever your drug of choice, social media is, you know, like, right. Right. Literally. (laughs) You know, like that's just the first thing you're going to do. And it's like, we don't carry business cards around anymore. Well, like I don't, and a lot of people I know don't, if you do, you know, no offense to you if you carry a business card, but like the first thing, and even on your business card, you probably have, social media um like that's just become a thing Mm -hmm. so the way I see it is like how are we creatively representing ourselves online that is like giving that first impression you know like if I search if I search Becky Khan on Instagram the first thing I'm gonna see if I've never met her before is you know my first impression of her and so like I think that by creating a safe environment in the auditorium or in the in the church in general, like it really does start with lost people online. In my opinion, like I'm thinking if you are in a lost place and you're looking for a church, you're probably going to search us on social media first. And so, um, one thing that I have noticed is that we have such a disconnect between, um, the church building and the church online, you know? 
And um, so I'll share this story. I, when I was in Highlands College, I was serving, um, I was like doing online. The one thing about creatives, like you should know, like we um, are perfectly good hiding behind the scenes. I shouldn't speak for everyone. Like I'm perfectly good <laughs> hiding behind the scenes. Someone right. has to do it, you know, like, yeah, I don't mind, like, I don't mind making things happen from the back. Hey, so, if we don't, if we don't have those behind the scenes people, like nothing happens. So. Yeah. Like, it's true. Hey, we are important. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us you love us, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> like you need to hear it. Tell, go tell Anna, Anna. that you love them. <laughs> Anna, Anna, I love you. I love you. <laughs> Thank you. I, that made my day so much better. <laughs> um, but when I was, I was serving and I was doing like online stream text, I was running basically our Facebook feed. Um, on Sunday mornings for all of our services and um, one morning in particular a lot of it was like you know me like people commenting like hey watching from Ohio and I'd be like oh so glad you can join us you know like stuff like that making feeling making people feel welcome and um, one morning we had this lady who was commenting and she was clearly like not in sound mind like she may have been intoxicated like I don't really know but her comments just did not make sense and so I was like debating like do I hide the comments because if someone would comment something inappropriately we would hide it and um she made this comment that she was thinking about killing herself that she was suicidal Mm -hmm. and so I just remember being like oh my gosh this girl is on the other side of a screen I have no idea where she is and like She's threatening to kill herself, and, like, I am completely helpless in this moment, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so it is, I mean, it's just a really long story, but, like, basically, I just, like, had to jump through hoops on, like, getting, being able to get her in touch with pastoral care, and, like, thank God, like, she was able to get in with someone and um, get plugged into a campus, and from everything I've heard uh, when I followed up, like, she was doing well, thank you, Jesus, but... Mm -hmm. um it just kind of like made me it just like flipped my whole perspective on like how we approach online ministry and I I started thinking I'm like why are we like we're welcoming people I mean online you know I'm commenting like oh so glad you can watch from Kentucky you know but like right right but like where like are we missing a pastoral connect issue you know and so like this was like a few years ago and so I just like kind of sat on it and chewed on it and I was thinking like why are we not interacting with every single person that we meet online the same way we would interact with them if we were a greeter or like at a coffee station or getting them seated in an auditorium and like, like, are we missing, like, are we missing a connection, like a connection piece? Like, are we not, are we missing people under the radar um, who are like blatantly asking for help on our social media channels? Are we missing them because it's not priority or because like, there's just not that pastoral piece there. And I think for a lot of churches, like they, it's because they don't know how, Yeah, you know, and, and I think obviously COVID sort of fast forwarded, if you will, um, you know, the social media presence or the online presence um, for a lot of churches, especially, you know, the small, smaller local churches or what have you. And they're just like stumbling along trying to figure it out. And, the, you know, these are churches of three, four, 500 people, you know, or even, you know, obviously even smaller, but while the mega churches are trying to figure it out, <laughs> you know, during, yeah. during the, the, the COVID crisis, if you will, like that, 
that they were already you got like Highlands was already a leg up you know what I mean yeah. you guys were already oh, absolutely doing live stream and always you know so like I'm thinking of it from a perspective of like okay a small hometown church of like we were barely doing live stream services just because we were trying to like okay we know that that we need to do this and then all of a sudden it's like oh no it's not it's not even like a want to like it's a have to yeah and and oh by the way I don't even really know how to tell if somebody is watching you know right. what I mean? <laughs> yeah no absolutely you know? I am um, COVID definitely yeah put things on like hyper speed <laughs> like sure. I think everyone kind of had a moment of panic especially in church of like how do we produce an online service? Like we can't even produce an in-person service, you know? Yeah, like, and, and produce an online service that, that somebody wants to watch yeah. because it's not horrendous quality or I can't keep up because the camera doesn't keep up or the audio doesn't keep up or it's lagging or, you know what I mean? Like just those yeah. little things. And can you imagine if you're that lady sitting on the other end trying to watch something and feeling the way that she was feeling in that moment, you know, like it's only that much more recipe for disaster. Of course, God can work in all things, but you're, you're just thinking about this practically, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah, absolutely. And during COVID, um, I did like a lot of snooping on other churches, just like, I just wanted to see how people were doing it. You know, like at that point I was quarantined and, um, was not going in every day. At that point, I actually was serving on the students' creative team. So I wasn't really doing much of the online producing throughout COVID. But I was still really interested on how people were, like, doing online services. Like you said, it was, like, a whole spectrum of things, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you have, like, the, like big churches doing all these crazy things. Then you have little small local churches that have, like, an iPhone on a tripod. Right, right. Yeah. You know? And yeah. so, like, it was really interesting. Um, but throughout COVID, I ended up, um, feeling like the Lord was calling me to move back to Orlando, which is how I ended up um, living back here. And I got involved in another local church here, Action Church. And it just was funny enough that um, God has a sense of humor. And the mm-hmm. first thing they wanted me to do was come help build their online stuff. Imagine and that. so, <laughs> yeah, right. Like I had been like sitting on it for like a year and a half, like really just like trying to craft this whole online ministry thing and that's exactly where I got put and um like you said Highlands has resources beyond resources just like coming out of everywhere and um Action Church is blessed but it's not um we have tons of resources but it's nothing to the like extent that I was at and so um it was kind of fun because I was like, oh, I'm building something from the ground up. Like, you know, and obviously I like I was not the leader on the team, but I got to be a part of it, you know, and I got to like have ideas and like kind of brainstorm with everybody. And um, we actually which I think Becky will include this in the um, show notes, but what great resource we came upon that I wish I could just like give to everybody. I mean, it's free. So I guess I can give it to everybody. <laughs> but I wish that I could just I want to get to everybody right now in their hands. Like <laughs> want to have it because it's amazing. Like if you have a church and you're struggling with online, like you need to get on and sign up for this like today, like tip like 10 <laughs> minutes ago. But it's called churchonlineplatform.com. And um, it's, this is not an ad, by the way. I feel like such an influencer. Um, I love it. I love it. <laughs> but it is developed by Life Church with Pastor Greg, Craig Grishel. But it 
is exactly what it sounds like. It gives your church your own domain, your own online um, church platform. You can, like, there's some technical stuff that goes into it, and they have great resources online to help get it set up, but it's really user-friendly. And my, like, favorite feature ever, which this, like, kind of puts the missing piece of the pastoral puzzle together for me, was it has a prayer feature. And so you can um, have people, like, request prayer, (laughs) on this online while they're yeah while they are watching service and you can pray with them and you have like profiles and stuff so they can see who's a host and um and yeah so I've gotten like now it's just like the best thing ever because I'm thinking like if I would have had this when that girl on the other side of the screen was suicidal I could have like she could have requested prayer and we could have prayed with her on the spot you know yeah and so like I go on and on about the church online platform because for me, I just see it as like revolutionary for the local church and for the small churches. Like it's totally free, you know, like as long as you have a YouTube account, you can do it, you know? (laughs) And so, yeah. Um, yeah, it's really awesome. Like uh, during salvation call, people can raise their hand. Like it is, there's a whole comment section. Like it is my like new favorite creative church toy, you know, like I am, like I said, I'm a nerd. And so, (laughs) like getting to see like how easy it is and how um how many people we've gotten to reach like we have people that watch um every week we have this one guy in Germany and he watches every week because he's in Germany because of COVID and his family's here in the states and like they attend our church on Sunday um but he's not able to and so it's really cool getting to like interact with him every week and he Um, feels like a part of the church yeah absolutely like we've we've gotten to zoom with him like because we noticed Mm. like this guy from germany's tuning in every week like we should probably see what's up you know like that's really awesome right right um but and i i also just want to be clear like for me like the goal with online church and online ministry is never to have someone stay online you know like you know like life happens in relationships and community is so important and so like for me like i want to use online and creative ministry is a stepping stone to like get people plugged into the local church you know like yes yeah like you never know who's gonna be scrolling on your Facebook feed you know you share a service on a Facebook feed like that could be a stepping stone for them you know or your mm-hmm. kid um, is in the hospital and you're unable to attend on Sunday or with COVID going on you have compromised immune system and you don't feel comfortable going on Sunday like now you can have an, a custom online service that makes you feel like it's there for you and it can help you get plugged in and transitioned into an in-person service because ultimately like isolation is never good, you know? Absolutely. And you become part of the community. Like I think that there's nothing wrong with starting in, in, in an online community and building that relationship in an online community. But you're saying like this, this church online platform gives a space for that to happen so that you do you already feel like a part of the church whenever you do come on a Sunday morning or whatever, you know, whatever day the service is, when you come to the place, the building, the wherever it is that they're meeting, um, you already feel like you're a part of the church. It's not like I'm visiting for the first time. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And that's yeah. huge. I mean, that's yeah. 100% huge. So, and I think, I mean, we don't want to, like you said, never, ever say like, okay, the goal is to keep people online because at the end of the day, the church is not here for you. 
Right. Okay. So yes, obviously you want people to feel loved on. You want people to feel encouraged. You want people to be in community, all of those things. But ultimately the church is here to exalt the name of Jesus. And Mm -hmm. yes, you can exalt the name of Jesus from your couch at home watching online for sure. But what, where, how do you think the heavens respond (laughs) whenever we're all together collectively as the church, you know? Um, So anyway, I, I love that you said that because it's um it's it's so so true but yeah i am so intrigued like i'm gonna go check out this is it it's church, church online, online platform. platform.com that's that's amazing yeah. i love craig rochelle so i'm i'm sure that you know everything he touches is gold like yeah pretty much yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i know that there's probably a ton more resources on that um i know we're gonna have to be kind of closing out here pretty soon but um what if there was like three things and I know I'm totally putting you on the spot here. So (laughs) start thinking right now, but if there were three things that you feel like from a creative ministry standpoint, so that could be your online presence that could be, um, you know, from a, from an online service to your social media presence, to how you're following up with your members creatively, you know, whatever that looks like, what do you think the three most important things are, or most impactful, I guess you can say to, um, to your members or potential members for that matter, that, that would engage them or that you feel like is, is the most, most impactful. Yeah. I think the number one thing when it comes to creatively reaching people is just like remembering, like we're telling a story, you know, like we are telling the greatest story of all time and we're sharing the gospel and like creatively creating something that has already been established or like already you have already have a basis for is like way easier than like pulling something out of the blue. 100%. And like we're not just pulling something out of the blue, you know, like we have a wonderful God who died on a cross and saved each one of us. So like mm. you're just creatively finding new ways <laughs> to share that story, you know, the most wonderful yeah. story. And so like if you're feeling dry on inspiration, like I have really good news for you because like the creator of the universe is our inspiration and like that never runs dry. <laughs> so like Amen. You know, like, Amen. like that is where we pull our inspiration from. And so like I feel like if you can just remember the vision and the goal, like it's not about the lights, it's not about your sermon graphics, it's not about your social media posts, like it is about like getting people to Jesus. Amen. And so like and finding creative ways to do that. And so um, another great resource is there's this um, Instagram account, account called Creative Church. It's CRTV Church. Um, and that has some amazing, like, inspiration and stuff on, like, if you're worried about, like, what to post or what kind of stuff to post, like, they have some great inspiration about creatives in the church. Um, so definitely, like, would recommend you want to check that out. Um, another great resource. I know this is, these are all things that are more like if you, if you are worried. So let me kind of like rephrase this really quick. So like, if you are not knowing what to share with people, um, or like how to communicate creatively to people, these are just like some things that I think, um, can help you. Can help, yeah, mm-hmm. can help you. So, but uh, there's another Facebook group called Pro Church Media Community on Facebook. And that is really great because people will like post, hey, we're doing like a new baptism look. Here yeah. it is. Can I get feedback? Or like, hey, 
um, what do your guys' Easter graphics look like? And people create all these threads. So that's also Very a really cool. great place to kind of see how other people are doing it so that you're not just like Googling, like, I don't know what is trending right now. You know, like you're seeing yeah. like actively what people are doing in the church. So um, beautiful because that removes the element of, of um, competition. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's so it's, cool. It's, it truly is this collaboration in the church being the church rather than creating a competition, you're creating that, that collaboration. So yeah. I love, that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the other thing too, like, just like get to know, and I, I know not every church has like a creative team or like, you know, but get to know your people really well, like, and what inspires them, like your production people, if you have a designer, you know, like, like understand them, like, don't just throw stuff at them like, hey, we need like six social media graphics next week. Like, hey, we need some social media graphics next week. Like, and we really want to um, get people baptized. Like, we really want to encourage baptism or we really want to encourage like prayer. We want to do a Devo, stuff like that, you know? And it like, then it's like a whole vision, you know? Everyone mm-hmm. is involved. Like, we know exactly what, um, like as a creative, like if, if someone comes to me and they're like, hey, we want to do a seven day Devo. Like, here's the copy for it. I can go, okay, great. And, like, then I have the creativity to to make, to package that, like, with a pretty bow, you know? Yeah. And so, like, yeah. getting to, like, really understand your creative and your production teams and the roles they play, um, even though they want to stay behind the scenes, you know, like I said, tell them you love them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know? And it's, you know, it, com- communication, I feel like, is key. And I know that we're talking about a ton of communication here, but even communicating with you guys you know what I mean like yeah what the true vision is or what your, you know what the true vision is or mission is or whatever it is that you're trying to forward because a lot of times you won't be on the same page and you won't even realize that you're not on the same page but it all really started with the very first layer of communication it's like the telephone game right absolutely (laughs) yes you know communicate with your designers they will love you for it (laughs) yes yes and I'm I mean I'm awful about that and I listen I know that you know some of the church leaders that are listening to this are thinking I wish I had a designer like I'm on freaking pit collage like yes yeah (laughs) you know what I mean like I so we're not taking away from that but I think that there are we can segue that into there are so many creative people in your church, regardless of who's listening, because God made us as creative beings. We are all uniquely creative in our own ways. And so tap into like, like Anna said, like getting to know your people, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's you, you focus on your production team because you might not have one. Get yeah. to know your people and get to know what they're passionate about and what makes them tick. Because I'm telling you, when people are working within their gifting and working within their passions, like they're, they're unstoppable, you know, yeah. and, and, um, and it truly does allow you to go next level. And yeah. what, what I mean by that is you as in your, your church and ultimately Jesus, because he's, He's running all the things. <laughs> yeah. And I promise you, there's probably some high school student who's really passionate and wants to go to school for design or for video, you know, mm. like get to know them, like get, like they're passionate about it. Odds are they probably are building a portfolio. And if they love Jesus, like why not take advantage of the gift God's given them? You know, like, thank you for saying that. Yes. Because I think sometimes we, we miss or skip right over the, the next generation, like the people that are coming up and, and, and they're okay. So let's just be honest. I'm almost <laughs> 40 years old. Okay. And so like, you're going to be 25. 
Um, my son is going to be 22. (laughs) (laughs) Like, okay. So hear me, hear my heart behind this, right? Like, but truly, you know, you, you guys that have grown up in this, um, I don't know what digital era, I guess. Yeah. Um, Yeah. There's, there's a different level of creativity that comes from growing up in that era. So like there, we would be fools not to tap into, tap into that, you know, and, and two, it's, it's much more than that. Of course, we want the creative genius that you guys bring to the table, but it is validating you. It is, it is pouring into you and allowing it's the reaching up and reaching down because I have so much to learn from you. Obviously you have so much to learn from me, obviously, because we're in different places of our life, you know? And so this is true discipleship, you know, and and it's not one way. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Well, I mean, my goodness, I feel like we just were like, okay, we got to, we want to share all of these things and we've got to get through this. So, (laughs) yeah, I know I could literally talk for hours about it. So, Hey, if you need to, you know, chat, bounce something off me like shoot me an email (laughs) come on come on for real and we may do another we may do another follow-up uh podcast at at some point we'll see what kind of responses there are from this but um Anna why don't you share if you're comfortable the best way to get in touch with you and I will include that in the show notes as well yeah so you can send me an email my email is annahornsby1 um at gmail.com And since I am in that, like, awkward Gen Z millennial, I'm not a Gen Z, but, like, I'm in between. I was a 96 baby, okay? I'm, like, somewhere in between. Instagram, (laughs) you can send me a DM. (laughs) I will probably (laughs) respond really quick. (laughs) And so my Instagram handle is AnnaEH3. Yeah, AnnaEH3. So I'll have Becky include that, too. But, yeah, that definitely, um, those two ways are the quickest way, probably, to get in touch with me. So Awesome. um, But, yeah, I mean. I'm totally open if you are listening to this and you have questions or you need, you need help or you need help with designs or anything like that. Just send me, you know, just shoot me a message and we can like chat and I'd be happy to help. And this is not just smoke and mirrors, you guys, because legitimately that's what I did. I was like, oh, you are creative and amazing. And hey, by the way, I'm going to start this podcast. Can you draw something for me, please? Thank you. Yeah, and Becky. Like, literally, that's how it happened. <laughs> <laughs> and so that so it's not smoke and mirrors she really is like freelance reach out she's willing to help always all the time um and so no no matter how big or small there's not there there's there's no limit or, or maximum so reach out and um, yes. i will include all of these things in the show notes and um so just uh check it out anna yes I'm so grateful for you. I'm grateful Honestly. for you. This has been fun. <laughs> Absolutely. You are amazing. God is doing just tremendous things in and through you. I can't wait. I know it sounds kind of cliche, but truly I'm kind of sitting on the edge of my seat to see what he's doing with you next, like through this organization that you're working with in Alabama, because I know you can't share too much about it, but it's just, it sounds like it's going to be an amazing thing and kind of cutting edge and like, all the things. So I'm really excited about that for you. And then in, in ministry, because he's just continuing to open doors and open doors and open doors and speak really clearly to you. So I really can't wait to see what's next 
for you. Me too. God is cool. <laughs> he is pretty cool. <laughs> so I, I am so glad you guys joined us today. Thank you so, so much. And just know that until next time, you are so very, very loved. Talk to you soon.